Welcome to the F3 American Gamer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they transition from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. All right, guys, welcome to episode five of the F3 American Yammer podcast. I am your host, Short Circuit, and today on our show we have uh, Natville's, <laughs> Natville's one and only Bulldog. So welcome to the podcast, Bulldog. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, we are here in my office at the just butt crack of dawn doing this podcast. So if you hear us intermittently sip coffee, uh, you'll know what's going on. Uh, so before we get started today... Um, this has been a little bit of a labor of love to get Bulldog on the, on the podcast, so um, he has a he has a special place in my uh, potentially black filled heart, um, in, <laughs> in my heart, just because he he eh me to come out um, and to get involved. So, um, and it didn't take much, if I'm not mistaken. You you like, I think you mentioned it maybe two times. I think so. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't. I think I met you at the. At Falk, right? Family on the Grove. Yeah. You guys were there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you'd mentioned it once before, and then, um, and I mentioned this to Tommy Boy, I think on the first on the first episode, which was, um, you had, I know, no, it was something different, but you had sort of like, call, not called me out, but you invited me to F3 when our families went to the Greensboro Science Center, mm-hmm. but you did it in front of my wife and kids, so I couldn't, oh. say, I couldn't say no. <laughs> Uh, hey, yeah. see you tomorrow morning. Like, I think oh, I'm, great. yeah, I know I had yeah. That's right. I think I talked to you several times, or maybe two times, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. That's right. Yeah, with Science Center, but I also remember that um, that you one time you were like, "Oh man, it's too cold in the morning. I, I my my running pants are at the storage," <laughs> and I said, "Okay, I got, I'll get you a pair of pants." And so you had no excuse. Yeah, to come in. Did you, I don't know if you. I I thought I I thought you have it, but then I. I see that I ha- I still have, I don't know what happened to that pants. I, I have them. You still I have still, them. I still oh, okay. have them. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, for reference, I I used it. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and admit I used it as an excuse. I hadn't been posting for a while when it started getting cold. This was, um, gosh, November November twenty eighteen, and no twenty seventeen. I keep getting the dates mixed up. Yeah, twenty seventeen, and I was like. I think you would ask, why haven't you been posting? I'm like, well, it's cold, and I don't have pants. You're like, don't worry, I got that. <laughs> so you gave me a pair of pants, and I still have them to this day. You, hey, you can keep them. <laughs> oh, I never plan on giving them back. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's episode. So let's uh, let's start off name rama All right, Tom Chang, 36, Bulldog. Bulldog. Ooh-hoo. <laughs> I love how we, we all have our little... Little flashes after that. Yeah. All right. So, um, so how long have you been coming to F three? You, you're not a redwood, but you've been coming for you've been coming for quite a while. Is that right? Yeah, I think I've um, first heard about F three through um, one of the Westover men's retreats. That was, um, I think it, it must be in March, um, two thousand sixteen. And uh, if I have any, if I, if my dates are off, we can just ask Cornhole because Cornhole was in that. Uh, <laughs> Consult well. cornhole, and um, that's how I first met him too through that. But he, but so I went to the workout there, um, led by um, like a calculus and um, K and several other people, uh, or yeah, explosion, 
and they were just trying to promote F3, so it wasn't an AO. They just uh, worked out at the, the retreat place. Okay. And um, and that was March 2016, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, so it should be three years. Three years, yeah. Okay. Um, so you've been coming out for three years now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you've probably seen it. You've, you've seen it grow, it ebb mm-hmm. and flows, as most of us have, it seems like. Now, um, what does a normal week of posts look like for you? So within the three years, mm-hmm. you've had a chance to sort of define what your week looks like. Um, I know you yeah. and I routinely will, you know, Monday and Thursday seem to be our, mm-hmm. our, our sync up days. But what does a normal week of posts look like for you? I guess I'll just talk about, like, what just happened this week. Um, well, on Monday, you know, we, we will try to do the uh, EC mm-hmm. and uh, and then the quick creator, but... I didn't go this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and why didn't you go, Bulldog? Because <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, I'm having like alarm clock failures. <laughs> but anyway, so by the time I got up at 530, I was like, crap. But then I, I went out to run and I, my leg wasn't feeling well either. Mm. Then Tuesday, uh, I went to Cadet Lab and I brought coffee there. And uh, it was good in that it was a boot camp workout. So it was... Uh, not so hard on the legs, and you know, mm-hmm. turned running, and so my ankle was feeling fine the entire time. And uh, it was good to get to, you know, bring out coffee and uh, talk to Jr. and talk to some other people that I haven't talked in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday was uh, Slamming Sammy, where we. Uh, so that's again, three uh, three boot camps in a row. Well, that's pretty much I do like Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then on Friday. <laughs> Friday, what are the odds? And my, on Fridays is like the commitment level starting to fall off. Yeah, yeah. Because that would have been already five workouts since Monday is a UCNA workout. Gotcha. Okay, so so do you tend more towards like the boot camp style rather than? Well, so far now, and I think I'm probably just ne- next couple of weeks I'm going to be doing that just because of my ankle. I, I just mm-hmm. don't want to be overdoing it. It's one of those things that's like, the more I overdo it, the more I'm going to be, like, off of, you know, completely, you know, not able to to run, to do anything. Gotcha. And I know you and I have been getting a little bit more into rucking. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of been the new thing within the past six months, I think, Mm -hmm. is just uh, getting into something like that. So, yeah, I don't think you, have you done too many of the the ruck workouts here? Uh, Yeah, I have. Um, Like, on Saturday mornings, I would do the... Every now and then, it's Saturdays are are, are not um, something that I try to be consistent about. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like I would uh, do the um, the Northern Ruckus or the WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just whenever I need to put in another workout because I missed prior dates or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. So you called out some AOs exclusively. Is that kind of your routine? So you mentioned you mentioned the Crater. You mentioned mm-hmm. Cadet Lab. You mentioned mm-hmm. Slam and Sammy's. Is that kind of like your normal routine throughout the week? Yeah. Of- yeah. I, I used to, you know, uh, visit other sites, and there's nothing wrong with visiting other sites. It's really good to, to do that. I um, I have started to be more consistent in in the going to these sites because I see them as an investment now. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, Quick Crater is an investment um, in the people's time, in the people's lives. That, um, you know, Cadet Lab is like an investment to growth because I think... Cadet Lab is uh, growing in this neighborhood area that um, 
has a lot of potential because a lot of times I talk to people about Yeqing and I find out that they're around the Oak Ridge area. Yeah. Um, on Colfax area. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, seeing it, as you brought up, kind of seeing it as the investment, right? Mm-hmm. Making the investment in the community mm-hmm. um, and being able to kind of pull more guys in who are who are obviously there. It's not mm-hmm. like no one lives up in Oak Ridge. Right, right, right. Um, but making sure that... And that they have they have a place where they can go as well because Greensboro is kind of spread out like that. Sure, sure. All right, so um, so let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes of kind of life before F three. So mm-hmm. tell me, what did your uh, what did your fitness look like? What what did fitness in general look like for yeah. you before F three? What would you have considered to be fitness? Well, I think it has more to do with the mindset, the the um, the view on. On fitness, I've always, or I wasn't say I will always, but uh, like in college and high school, I worked out, I exercised, but it was not a consistent thing. It's whenever I feel like, man, I want to turn a new leaf, you know, a new page in the in the book. Like when the school school starts, you know, then I just get all, all like I'm gonna join this club and I'm gonna run or do play tennis or swim, but you know, I will swim for for two semesters and I won't do it again, or I will do tennis for one semester or one year, and it's like, I don't care about it. Um, lifted weights in high school, but it wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. Same thing happening in college where, you know, you now you have even more ups and downs where you have a lot of schoolwork, a lot of other commitments to, to other, uh, or, you know, uh, activities. Mm-hmm. And so it's on and off, um, and then went to uh, grad school, I actually, I did... I did run a lot. I, I ran um, marathons, but again, bef- between before running, uh, before training for marathon and after training, it was just like completely, you know, uh, going off the rails. Like not not exercise anything, mm-hmm. ex- exercise at all. So I never had the consistent driven mindset that um, I needed it. It just kind of like whenever I have the time, I'll I'll do it. Gotcha. And therefore. It's not. It wasn't all that fruitful in in in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then when the you know family get married and go to family, that that really caused. Oh, it only to, made it better, right? <laughs> <laughs> that made it really bad. I mean, I, I remember um, just uh, just very quickly after getting married, a couple months later, like just running like a mile or two miles was difficult. Mm-hmm. Doing the uh, you know, I started doing the P90X at home, and I had to press the pause button you know, multiple <laughs> times. You know, um, and uh, and and you know, I didn't even finish the P90X. I just did like I don't know, a um, couple weeks. P P30X, right? So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Give me my money back. I I should have paid only one third. Um, but uh, so it was really it was not good. I okay. mean, it was uh, I wasn't obese Mm -hmm. but I I, I fit I really fit in that category of the sack clowns like he was he's saying you know the the term for sack clown was like he's not necessarily obese but he has no strength Mm -hmm. and he has no stamina yeah so like I'm kind of like that yeah like if I'm walking like I'm okay but ask me to go up a bunch of flights of stairs and go run and you know I I won't be able to you'd walk you'd walk to the elevator yeah I walked to the elevator (laughs) Um, and also, I mean, I also noticed that, like, used to be, you know, with kids, you know, when Timmy was two-year-old, and um, just just 
just being with him and going to places, you know, as he go to like say the science museum or something like that, or the children's museum, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like you know just exhausted at the end, mm-hmm. you know, walking, you know, uh, keeping up with the kid. Yeah, so I think that has to do with that has to do with patience, but it also has to do with fitness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it seems like a number of guys, I mean, myself included, it's like. <laughs> Your your children set a strong benchmark for where for where your fitness should be at. Yeah. And as a you know a thirty plus year old man, like yeah. if I can't keep up with an, a single digit child, yeah. there's something going on. And I know a number of guys have expressed that as yeah. saying like, okay, th- this is a problem because you right. want to be able to play with your kids. Right? Sure, sure. Okay, so you you see kind of the gradual progression, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was never really strong to begin with, and then through the number of circumstances, uh, school, grad school, mm-hmm. marriage, kids, yeah. progressively st- steady slide downhill. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me, what did your? Um, tell me about your fellowship before F three. What, what were the? What was the nature of your relationships? Yeah. You'd say before F three. Well, you know, being a being a Christian and being involved in the church for, I mean, as as long as I've been a Christian, I've been involved in church. So the fellowship mostly revolved around, um, or a lot of revolved around church activities, like men's group, Bible mm-hmm. study group. Um, do a lot of camp crusade when I was in uh, college. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it has to do with, you know, small groups. But, you know, then, then when you start getting, you know, when you get married... And you have a lot less time to hang out with the guys, um, so it was pretty much involved, um, in, in limited to men's group. But then, but then you know, adults men's group is like, um, the okay. I'll just describe the men's group that I just, I, I, I went to, just before I went to that, just before I joined F three. Okay. Was um, you know, just the the time that I had with other men was that Tuesday morning at um, it's like a church in High Point where um, they serve breakfast um, Tuesday morning breakfast and they you know then there was some kind of teaching and you had like five minutes to talk mm-hmm. with um, with other uh, people and then that was it that was the fellowship part yeah that like I'm I'm not exaggerating um, because I, I'm always, you know, kind of like interested in work. I'm I'm putting my head into the uh, into you know the work part and the detail and the technical part a lot. So I don't I haven't I didn't value you know fellowship all that much. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that I needed to do something. So you know, being a Christian at all. So we so I joined you know men's group. Um, but the men's group that that was set up and, and like just like any other churches is that you go to a big group and then you lesson and at the end you might not have any time to talk with anybody yeah. you might have just a few time to few minutes just to talk and so that's pretty much was my my extent of fellowship um at that moment when i joined f3 there were other times where i had close friends um but it was like more like family friends like our mm-hmm. my family was friends of your family mm-hmm. so so you were mentioning that your your friendships were uh, really related to like family friends, mm-hmm. um, but but really just kind of you know staying within the family, not not broaching mm-hmm. too much. And then anything that was broached outside of that was probably more along the lines of the um, the men's fellowship groups that you had at church. Mm-hmm. But you were stating that those were very, for lack of a better term, I'll use shallow 
not because of the content per se, Mm -hmm. but really because you didn't have time to go in depth with those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you really didn't, don't get to know people. Um, you, you're, you're there for let, uh, learning about a topic, uh, to discuss and to have fellowship was secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd wanna, I want to know something else, though. I've been thinking about, you know, what to share. And uh, one of the things that I, before F3, that I knew something was really wrong with men was, um, in that same church with the High Point uh, Church, um, I, uh, there was a pastor that came a couple of years ago and um, young pastor in his mid-40s, and he was like just sort of the light. Uh, he was the life of, of the church, and he, um, since he came, um, the church grew like massively, and they had satellite churches, and everybody loved him. I knew him. Um, I didn't, wasn't good friends with him, but I, I knew him, and he knew me. There were other people that, you know, that also, you know, would just seemingly like great friends. Well, I, um, we, we later on, because we moved to a different, uh, we moved to Greensboro, um, I stopped going to that church, but a couple months later, I found out that that pastor took his life. Mm. Um, and then the, the church just was just completely in, in turmoil, trying to grasp, grapple with what happened. Like this, this church that seemingly was growing, this pastor that was seemingly was just such a great leader took his life and um, but then later on you figure out you find out that oh there's all these past sins that he's been hiding all those relationships that you think that he has um, didn't seem to be like strong relationships mm-hmm. and you know the men's group that that I talked about on Tuesday mornings where we have breakfast and we talk we had that men's group that next week um, after the, the incident and men were just so upset. I mean, deacons and elders were just, I mean, some of them were cursing and crying just because they, how can this have happened to the church? How can they ha- this have happened? How, can, how could they have let it happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, so that also just um, put into my mind that like something's wrong. I mean, I know we're Christians and God is with us and Christ has given us a new life and we are uh, free, but what, my God, like, what is going on that, um, that that's wrong? And I also had a sense of, about, like, what's wrong. Like, yeah, like, it seems like in this society, it's pretty easy to hide who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, in this sort of um, level of fellowship that you are in, it actually can be quite easy to hide, you know, uh, who you are on the inside and then just project a really nice I mean he he was successful um, and he uh, brought the church together because he really made an effort to get to know people and he uh, just could be your make you feel like you're you're his best friend yeah that uh, that you have a special place in his heart mm-hmm. now but then did he really have like you know yeah. that's the sort of sincerity in terms of like sharing who he really is yeah. you know so um so I would just say that, you know, you were asking about my fellowship. I would say that that's another piece that I felt like was really missing. That was something that was really weird yeah. about our society. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think you, you brought up a really good corollary, I think, to why 
many guys stick with F3, um, myself included, and mm-hmm. probably yourself included as well, is that um, I think the, the depth and the nature of those relationships, um, once you go through those things, um, obviously deepens, but it becomes more it becomes more real, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're not you're not just sort of existing. And and to your point in your story, I think, you know, pastors are no more impervious to this right. than anyone else. Right. right. I mean they're they're still just they, they need the, the depth of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Men in general I think need depth in those relationships and they need to be able to have guys that they can shield lock with. So mm-hmm. that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um okay so so you saw the decline with your fitness, mm-hmm. the, the steady, yeah. here we go, we're going <laughs> down the roller coaster. All right, you saw, and, and and I think the reason you harped on this one too, you saw a big gap in regards mm-hmm. to your fellowship and you, right. and, and sort of seeing it in the extent of your experiences with others and, and seeing how they reacted as yeah. well. So let's talk now, um, and this is, you know, again, open for, open for interpretation because we never know where a guy... Um, is at regarding his his sense of what we call faith in F three, mm-hmm. um, but tell me about your faith before F three. How would you how would you describe that? Whatever that may yeah. be. Yeah, so um, I became a Christian when I was in high school. Um, my um, my wife's brother, um, the oldest brother, took me to church and I became a Christian. And then I that's how I also knew my wife. Um, but you know, but then um, through. Uh, college um, and I was involved with Camp Crusade a lot and um, that has been a really good experience to get to know uh, people um, so but but you know I think you know again in the family life that has kind of you know with work I think that has you know kind of go went downhill a little bit just because of how busy things are mm-hmm. um, and at the same time we we're kind of grappling with the idea of well, now that I've been free, now that I am a Christian, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's the, that's where I, 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 I you know, it, it's hard to put a metric on, oh, yeah. on spirituality. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I read books and I read the Bible, you know, um, but that's pretty much in my extent. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that I, I wasn't trying to do a lot. Yeah. I wasn't. I. I didn't. Not, actually, I don't even have the perception that I need to be doing much in mm-hmm. the church. Gotcha. Okay. So, so it sounds like, um, kind of, you know, with what you brought up there, it's it's sort of like, well, I, I've taken this step in faith, right? I, I'm 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 a Christian. I've stepped out and declared this. This mm-hmm. is what I believe. But now I'm just kind of yeah. sitting and, and hunkering down. As a matter of fact, I I I get the imp- opinion that. I get the sense that churches, I mean, they set a pretty low bar for men's uh, men's group and that, hey, if you just showed up on Tuesday mornings or if you just showed up to the men's thing like once a month or once a week, whatever, mm-hmm. that's great. That's like, that's 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 amazing. Like, I feel like I was doing great, actually, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, doing my part. Yeah. You know? I, but, of course, that's, you know, that's way off from what it should be, but I, that was just my... Um, my view of it. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I, I think your your <laughs> your experience there is probably not not too far off from what mm-hmm. many of us experience. Um, for anyone who's grown up in in the church or sort of been part of those those men's types of mm-hmm. um, 
uh, activities. And really, yeah. I'm going to use the word activities there because yeah. that, that definitely is what it, it can feel like sometimes. It's just, oh, yeah. we're getting together for this activity, and then we're going to scatter again. So it kind of comes yeah. back to your previous point, right? Our fellowship is not our fellowship has not increased and our faith hasn't necessarily deepened or made us more affectionate for those around us right mm-hmm. all right so so we've gotten a good a good summary you saw the steady decline in your fitness you noticed a major problem regarding men's fellowship mm-hmm. and your faith was um, i'll use the word stagnant right not necessarily yeah. um, not necessarily not growing or decelerating yeah. but definitely not maybe where it needed to be uh, not yeah. not it had no it had no momentum behind it, we'll say. I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know what the do part is. I knew the faith part. I knew the, mm. the mindset. and knew the heart mm. of it. I mean, I, I, mean I, I love, you know, being Christian. I love Jesus. I mean, I, but the, what, am I, what am I doing? I mean, I guess we raise families. I mean, so we raise, raising families. So yeah. that's, that's all yeah. that I, I know of. Just kind of so, looking around. What do I do? Yeah. I got you. All right, cool. Well, so so we've gotten a good synopsis of what life was before F three. So tell me about tell me about that first workout. So who yeah. so who EH'd you first off? Well, it was a it was a general call for EH at the men's retreat. General call. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> but um, I think it was like you know ratchet and um, explosion. Okay. Um, and calculus, and there were there were a number of people because it was like in the men's retreat. And I knew some of the people already there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like a Saturday morning. And, you know, I don't have an excuse because, like, we're all, like, an at a men's retreat. <laughs> Crap, I have nowhere I can run and hide. Uh, I got to work early, you know. Like, <laughs> so, um, uh, so it was – and also, it, it, because you haven't been working out in a while – because I haven't been working out in a while, I I think that the, the – the major thing with work, working out or not working out is that you actually become content or you actually think that you are in much better shape mm-hmm. because you haven't worked out. You my my concept of what my fitness was was like actually I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do pretty well in this you know <laughs> in this workout like just because I never felt the mm-hmm. the you know uh, my muscles giving out. Or my heart burning like <laughs> like on fire. I so haven't it can't, felt it that can't in be years. real, right? <laughs> so then I just like, well, how, it, it it can't be that bad. Yeah. So, but when I when I, we went there and um, and at first, you know, when doing the warmerama, I was like, this is nothing. Or actually, I, I already felt like just doing sun gods, like just doing the shoulder rotation. I was like, my shoulders on fire, but I can still like. Clench my teeth and just you know keep going. Um, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm okay with this. Yeah, <laughs> I can do this. But then we ran and then we uh, went to this grass area and we did bear crawl. And halfway to the bear crawl is where I was kind of I was at the edge of throwing up and and from there on it just kind of get really dizzy and and really like just you know spinning. And I'm I'm talking about like. Literally five minutes. Full on nausea, you're saying. Yeah, five minutes into the into the thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I, I mean, we didn't we didn't really run that all that much. We ran just like a little bit uh, around that little lake area, and then we start bear crawling. And I didn't go make too far before, like I was like, I was, I was about to throw up, but but you know the workout still you know keeps going, and so then we, I don't know somehow we made it to the 
to the um, little basketball court area where they had like a, a, a boxes where they made the, like dice out of the boxes mm-hmm. like with the um, merc uh, exercise on one on one dice and then the numbers like the number counts on another dice and somebody throw that dice and you know you do merkins and the other one's like oh 20 and uh i i basically for most of that part i sat on the bench that was just kind of just you know catching my breath and just you know um just watching because mm-hmm. i was just like i was just so out of it I, by the time like getting to that point getting to the to where you know they meet was just so difficult now did somebody like prompt you to sit down i know tommy boys express like somebody tapped him on the back they're like calm down there buddy <laughs> like did someone be like bulldog i think you need to sit i down. don't i don't remember maybe somebody did okay. i don't remember i knew there was another guy that was with me mm-hmm. that was also just you know just you know just trying to catch our breath gotcha. you know at the bench but then i went <laughs> i'm just trying to survive here but <laughs> so then we just uh we went back to the, uh, the I, mean, I joined the workout eventually mm-hmm. but uh, and I do remember doing the uh, um, Mary at, toward the end but I was just in a lot of pain mm-hmm. and then um, the Namorama happened and it was but it was it was a lot of fun um, it was an exercise experience that I've not had ever because people were laughing and people were uh, joking around and people got to know each other and toward the end the name the name Ram was just hilarious mm-hmm. and because there were several um, FNGs that were named nice and so but I remember yeah I remember um, Johnny um, Steubing he he named me because uh, I was wearing a Georgia Tech Georgia Tech okay um, yellow jacket uh, uh, sweater uh, sweatshirt mm-hmm. and uh, he just named me Bull- Bulldog and I I hated that because I grew up out of um, Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. and that is where UGA is, and it's a, it's a constant rivalry um, with UGA and Georgia Tech, and, and and I hate it even more because it UGA no, uh, Georgia don't even really reckon, recognize Georgia Tech as much of a rivalry, whereas Georgia Tech still <laughs> thinks like a rivalry. Just because the past yeah. couple of years, you know, the football team. That at least you know the major rivalry was in football. Mm-hmm. That the Georgia Tech, which is in many years, which is not even close yeah. to to winning. So, and then you know I grew out of Georgia, you know, or Athens, Georgia. So I was just so I, he saw the anger come up on your face, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, "Oh, it's a perfect so then, name." So then everybody, yeah. So that was it. But I, I, you know, in the end, I, I, I think I didn't do too bad, mm-hmm. or it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. That's what your pride's telling you, right? <laughs> In terms of, uh, in terms of the name Bulldog, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do enjoy that, yeah, that name. Okay, um, that's yeah. great. So, and that, I, I actually did not know that Steubing named yet. It, by the way, for those uh, not familiar, and maybe you're not familiar with this either, I have I have made a solemn vow not to run into Steubing mm-hmm. um, in, in the gloom because he caught me dancing with my daughter at the daddy daughter dance. Uh-huh. I think at one point he he comes over, he's like, "You're a really good dancer." <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And he's like, "You know, I'm gonna have to give you crap about that if we ever if we ever work out." And I was like, "Well, then let us never meet in the gloom." So I'm I'm actually trying to avoid him. But that's great that Steubing. Um, yeah. I did not know that he that he named you. That's so that's good. Well, the the actual official workout mm-hmm. at you know Greensboro was Creek um, Crater. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that so was like after, your your first real true AO after yeah. experience. Okay. So when I came back from the retreat like explosion just keep on texting me 
It's like, hey man, I'll, I'll bring on you know, I'll take you, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll pick you up. Uh, and but I I didn't know explosion that well. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I, I'm okay with you not picking me up. Okay, I'm just gonna drive. I'm, I'm gonna, okay with you not picking me. I'm, up. I'm okay just driving myself. Like I don't know who you are, but yeah. um, but so we went to so my actual workout was at um, was at a uh, uh, crater. Okay. Um. All right. So so we've gotten we've gotten the experience there. You've had the. The men's retreat experience, but then really, and, the, and it's where Steubing named you, and then you, you now have the, the mm-hmm. F3 true AO experience is, is really your first one there. Mm-hmm. I've talked about kind of previous life, what, what life was like for you regarding uh, fitness, fellowship, and faith. So now let's talk about where you are currently. So tell me, um, tell me about your fitness since you started F3. Yeah. Other than just saying, well, I'm buff now. <laughs> Um, you know, so this is the third year. I think that my, even my fitness, these three years have gone up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is definitely for sure is that it has driven me into the mindset that like I need to be working on a regular basis. And so right now, you know, this is my second year doing the F3250. Um, so like I, I'm definitely, I get it. Like, you need to be working out on a regular basis, whatever you're doing. You got to do something, and um, and so I would say. I mean, I'm definitely a lot more in shape than what I used to, and I think I would say that I'm probably in the best shape um, of my life. I think there was you know periods in grad school where I was running a lot, um, like I probably was like probably better in cardio. You know, the best shape in cardio, but like right now, you know, being able to do like all those body weight exercises and then do running and then carrying a bunch of heavy stuff, you know, carrying those buckets of, uh, of weights that G-String had. Yeah, thanks, G-String. <laughs> um, I, I think that, um, uh, like, just being able to, to run and to do a bunch of push-ups and burpees um, is like I, I, I've never been able to do this much before. And to be able to... Um, you know, I was, uh, you, talk, you mentioned Father Dollar Dance, so I, I was, um, you know, at the Father Dollar Dance as well, and I, I danced with, you know, my daughter, and... Interesting, I didn't which, see you on the dance floor. <laughs> it was not much of a dancing than chasing her, because her idea of dancing is she spins at one, one, one uh, location. And then takes off in a random direction. Then she direction. takes off, then she spins another thing. Then she swings her arms around for... She's four, by the way. She's not... Uh, she's not, uh, you know, like... maybe she, She's very, very young. Yeah. And so I, I just basically chased her um, for, like, an hour. But, you know, I just... I remember that, like, my my thinking was like, hey, I can out-chase you, okay? You don't have to, like... You're not gonna... Uh, you know, you're not gonna fall, run away from me. Yeah. You can't get away from me. And, and, I, and we play like that, and we had a lot of fun... And, um, yeah, and we, we were there, and, you know, we, we have, not only that, but we had, like, we went out to eat together with yep. a small group and everything, and, and then we went to the, the the dance, and then we chased around. And then toward the end, she was tired, and she wanted to go home. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, hey, you sure, you know, you, you sure you want to go home? Because I'm, I'm not forcing you, but if you're tired, you know, I don't want to, you know, over, you know, overtire you. Yeah, yeah. Versus before, now this is, you know, I don't have a... Com- before I would just say use the you know my experience with my son as an as a comparison, you know, 
I was like going to a children's museum. You know, as soon as he, I see a yawn, it's like, ah, he's tired. Oh, he's tired. We gotta Andy, go. He's tired. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get going. Daddy's, we d- Daddy's not projecting. <laughs> it's like we, we, we don't want to tire you out. You know. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. What's going? Yeah, so, anyways, um, it's a big difference, um, in terms of commitment. And I do remember that, um, you know, when we bought the house and that first summer we were there, and going outside to the backyard and play was just like, um. It was just like kind of like okay, you know, we play for fifteen minutes. Let's go inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the, the past couple, you know, the summers we were just like we were out in the backyard for a long time, you know, um, playing just you know spraying each other with water or running around. Um, so I think that that's well, actually, that's the main thing. It's like I think that like just being able to do stuff around the house, you know, being able to cut grass and then and then do your front yard. Um, yeah, like, I mean, another metric is, like, I did the the front yard um, with, like, two dump trucks of of dirt mm-hmm. and two dump trucks of, um, of mulch, mm-hmm. like, and that took, like, a whole a whole weekend, which, you know, Slumlord and uh, ESL came, you know, to, to help me with that, which I really appreciate. But, like, that, to be able to do that work, to mm-hmm. do something, like, at must estimate, like, 500 uh, wheelbarrows of dirt, you mm-hmm. know, and, and mulch together, you know, to be able to do that and complete that project, that shows that, you know, that I'm I'm in a lot better shape than I was before. Yeah. Well, and it's something you brought up, too, and, and uh, you'd mentioned this before. It's the idea that, you know, if I, in, in my lack of fitness, if I'm not able to keep up with my kids... Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, through this experience with F3, then being able to say, ah, I can not only keep up with my kids, I could beat them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, being able to do that, I think is, if nothing else, just a really simple metric as you brought up is saying like, okay, here, here's an obvious indicator of the fact that mm-hmm. my fitness is definitely improved vastly. Yeah. Um, and definitely that's something that I've seen with my kids as well is, um, and I think you brought it up at one point, like getting your son to do like a, the bear crawl, bear crawl Merkins, crawl bear Carolina dry docks or something like that. And he was, you were like, all right, let's keep going. And he was crying or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was, I'm also, I've also trying to get them to, to, to understand the importance of exercise. And yeah. we do, you know, he, they, they, they love to do wheelbarrows. So they, they will do like wheelbarrow around with like a circle in the, in the house. And yeah. so. Or uh, I'll, I'll we'll do what, exercises and stuff like that. So it's you know the, it also changed the 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 family as well. Getting the getting kids to be aware of it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. So um, so tell me now. You 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 made a big point of this before your fellowship. Mm-hmm. So you saw this huge gap, some some problem. Mm-hmm. You're like there's there's something really wrong here. So tell me about your fellowship since you started F3. Obviously, you seem to be a little bit more kind of keen on there's an issue here. So how has that changed mm-hmm. um, since you've been coming to F3? Yeah, so my early years of, uh, early days of F3 was uh, I um, was EH'd a lot by explosion and stubing. Mm-hmm. Um, stubing would take me to all these like ridiculous workouts that he, he was queuing. And, uh, and it was really good in the sense that... Um, it, it was not a church 
or organized activity, he just EH'd me because he feels like EH'ing me. Mm. He texted me because he wanted me to do something. He wanted me to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I mean, there are a n- number of guys that, that, are, that are like that. I, I remember when I first joined F3, I was like, I'm pretty okay with just doing one workout a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just go for Quick Creator, to go Quick Creator. And then, um, then, then somebody asked me to go to Natty's Hump, and I, I checked on Natty's Hump, but I just, I, I felt like it was just, uh, I, I went there for almost a, uh, half a year or something like that, and then I just went to Slam and Sammy because people were like, oh, Slam and Sammy's smaller, you can know people more. Um, so I, so I was, you know, you just go to Slam and Sammy. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, oh, check out Clip, Cadet Lab. And then uh, Cornhole at one point were just saying, hey, you know, he started going to a rise. Mm-hmm. Let's go to, go to a rise. And then afterwards, like, you know, uh, people were telling me about stamp, Stampede, like, he me to Stampede. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I was okay with just staying with one workout a week. But then because of other people's encouragement or prodding, I, I joined another one. Mm-hmm. And then I joined another one. And so I grew out of that. And it was really that my fellowship has pulled my fitness um, throughout throughout that entire period of time. Nice. And it was kind of like, I hate going to work out, but he wants me to be there. So I, I'm going to go, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I remember this one time, you know, when Steubing was uh, queuing, and he knew, we knew that it was going to be pouring rain, not like rain, it was pouring rain. He's like, I'm... Uh, He's like, I'm coming. You're, you're, and you're, are you coming? So then I, I basically, I hated going because I know it's gonna be all wet. And yes, we were all wet. And, and the, uh, and the, um, it was pretty tiring because he made us like run all the way to the Oak Ridge Elementary School and we worked out under a cover porch. So that was good. But then we, uh, ran back with a gigantic wooden pole like on our backs, and we were just like running back for maybe half a mile with this huge wood and I thought my, my arm's gonna fall off or something like that um, but that was like an experience that that was just like um, just really just really good and yeah. I will say that like there's so many things in the first F that alludes to fellowship things that I've never really experienced never have really experienced in, in other contexts like Let's just say doing Dora together, mm-hmm. just doing um, flapjack, like uh, you know, doing a hundred push-ups and two hundred burpees, whatever, and do that count. You know the, you, you know you 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 work, do the work, exercise. You do like fifteen merkins, and your partner comes back, and by the time you get back, you find out your your, your partner did like fifty merkins. You're like crap. <laughs> so then you're trying to Better like up my game or start <laughs> lying, <laughs> or. <laughs> or uh, you know, just do it really quick or something. But, um, but that was like a great experience. You know, where you're doing something together, you're sharing a common goal. Yeah. You know, you're not giving up, and you're gonna push together. Um, that's that's a great point, and it's something that I, I don't think we we've, we've heard too much either on the podcast or talked about otherwise. And that is the idea of you know, your fellowship sort of pulling your your fitness, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of like, oh, you know, I. This guy wants, and I've had a few of those. I'm sure we've all had a few of those experiences where it's like, oh, I want a fart sack, but you know, I heart, I, I H seed, 
this guy is waiting on me. Yeah. I, I really need to be there, if nothing else, to support him. Yeah. Um, or, or just sort of have that, that sense of accountability. Like, yeah. if I don't show up, this guy is going to ride my ass for, <laughs> right. for days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I will say I have no, I don't really have much of a exact goal for for fitness. Like, it's not like I'm trying to break some kind of personal record or something like that in terms of running or, but it has been a lot of like, just over the over these couple years was because the of like people you know coming to say hey do this do that yeah let's come let's do this and and also even seeing cadet lab as a as a way to get more people to come you know i i eh many people or not many but i eh several people to come to cadet lab i see that as um as a way to like um you know get more people involved and and so i want to do the workout because I want to be there, because I knew that other people would benefit. So I think that it has a lot to do with, like, for me, it was the fellowship that was pulling, mm-hmm. definitely pulling the fitness. Yeah. No, that's good. And and definitely, I mean, I think many guys would, would probably say the same thing. Um, it's so ingrained, mm-hmm. right, the fellowship aspect. And the three Fs are not exclusive, right? They're not mm-hmm. they're not discreet like that. They're yeah. they're very ingrained to the point where they're actually very connected. They are very connected. Um, you're not going to give all you have if it's just by you by yourself. You yeah. know, out out in the in the middle of a park. Yeah. I, I when I when I run by myself, it's like a you know like a ten minute a mile pace. Mm-hmm. When I run with other people. It's like a nine fifty. <laughs> no, it's like nine or eight thirty. You know, eight thirty sure. is probably my like a really challenging pace for me. Sure, but um, but I think it's uh, I think it's a big, you know, big part of it, big concept of it. And you know, looking back at like my felt my exercise before, it, you know, before F three, it's it there was no fellowship. Yeah, it's like well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, actually. I did have workout workout partner. What well, I I had several workout partners, like uh, people I lift weights weights with, but we were we lacked a structure. Mm-hmm. We uh, would keep on changing times to fit our schedule. Yeah. Um. Or we will meet for, you know, a couple weeks because of what one thing or another, and um, we um, we did pray. Um, like afterwards, the you know the, the after the workout, so that was that was meaningful, but it, we it would it would definitely lack the structure that that F three is that allows for consistent mm-hmm. you know workouts allows for um, consistent meetings and some of that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we've talked about what what your fitness has looked like since since you've started F three. Mm-hmm. You've used the phrase many guys have. I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah. Right. You, so you, you hit it. You hit. You hit the checkbox. Um, you talked about your fellowship, which has definitely improved. And then now, um, let's let's kind of summarize with with the faith aspect. So, how has your faith accelerated since F three? What what does it yeah. what does it mean to you now since you've been coming? Well, I mean, I, I think of like that book. You know, the the first F F three book, the Free to Lead, mm-hmm. and that. You know, I think of. Um, you know, I became a Christian. And God has a purpose for me. Um, he um, He intends to use my life. Well, what am I? What am I supposed to be doing? And for the longest time, I thought 
I, I really like for a long time mine was free to like have a you know like have an empty box like a line over yeah, it, yeah. like what is it like I'm, I have a question mark free to do what you know I think now it's just you know because of F3 um, it really comes down to free to lead mm-hmm. and lead in many things um, and I think that has really been good you know okay so you you say you believe this okay now now I actually you know follow through that like now I actually do that mm-hmm. um, you you were meant to love people okay now I actually try to love people like outside of your family or, or inside your family mm-hmm. like now try to you know um, not just keep your marriage in a sort of maintenance or just kind of you know just do the go through the motions but now actually try to lead and try to love like purposefully intentionally yeah uh, intentionally um you know uh engage with her um or with children you know um before it was it could have been you know we're just going through all the activities just driving you there and picking you up and, and and go home well now you're now i try to you know actually be mindful and be purposeful like what did we learn what did we review um so that is a faith part because that actually challenges what i believe that Mm -hmm. challenges what i have hold you know um all that bible reading um is now put into practice you you could say that you know it's, it's still that love part yeah but actually doing it you know um it's giving you a context for the substance, the, the, the stuff that you've stated, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now it's giving you a context for being able to truly put that yeah. into practice and live it out. Yeah, and it actually gives me a more appreciation for, you know, what I have believed. Um, and so, and also the, with, um, with Thursdays, you know, doing the discussion. And the, I, I love the what we do on the Thursday mornings is where we we have um, various men that you know you've done it too just uh, taking taking the lead and the discussion and being able to I think what what oftentimes happens in the church Bible study and it, there's nothing wrong with church Bible study or church small group I love it um, I think what we have done is we how do I say it? Like, people don't come in quietly, you know, s- sit down quietly and just sort of wait for you to speak. Mm-hmm. In, in our third F, in our Thursdays, third F, or, or Wednesdays, they come in talking, wanting to engage, wanting to, you know, uh, to discuss. Um, their, their involvement was a, was a, was a major part of it as a, as opposed to you just sit down and you just listen to someone speak for half an hour in a you know like a typical mm-hmm. like Bible study yep. um, I, I love I love that part because people want to engage and people want to take lead um, we're going through the Q source right now and um, and it was just really good in, in seeing um, people internalize what their what the topic of, of this week w- is go through it and then explain it to people yeah um, and that that part is also just really good on the, on the faith part because you, you you internalize it you may you may, you read something you may think you understand it but but until you like um, tell it to other people until you explain to a group of rowdy guys who are 
just coming hot from you know working out and just chit chatting. Until you get them together and say, "Hey guys, this is important. You really need to know this." You, let me explain to you in just quick, you know, five to ten minutes, and then we can discuss. Um, I think that really does a lot to your understanding of your faith, of your own knowledge, mm-hmm. of your what's in, inside your heart. Because um, a lot of times, you know, I, I would read something, and I would just say, "Oh, I get it." You know, before it would just, you know, I would read the Bible, and I will um, just say, "Oh, I get it." I, I think I think it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until you try to explain it to people. You're you're just not gonna be you're not there you know, even in the in the mornings where we text you know Bible verses together, mm-hmm. um I would text a verse you know and then I would try to say well what is assist says to me mm-hmm. you know like that part is like it's a critical part of it yeah um to be able to to be able to explain it to other people to be able to teach not not trying to teach other people but trying to just share with other people and trying to um you know, explain out of your own words. Mm-hmm. So, okay. no, that's great. That's great. I mean, it definitely, it, it circles back again to the, the, the two things that you brought up and that is, you know, now you are, you really are freed to lead in that yeah. area. And it's given you that context, that, that platform, if you will, um, to be able to now take those, those, those things of faith within your life and, mm-hmm. and put them like, okay, now, you know, now you, you first, you know them, now you show them. Right. Um, that's great. So um, <clears throat> a couple things here before we go ahead and wrap up. Um, what uh, what would you want to leave? So any, anything you want to leave the packs with? If you could, if you could say something, either a verse, uh, a quote, um, just some general thoughts, what would you what would you leave the packs with from this? Um. I I don't I don't have anything I just I will say I love I love going to F three I love F three I think it's it's a great great thing it has um, it teaches me so much about leadership that I have never um, never experienced it's a it's really the only place that I um, practice or exercise and learn about leadership. Um, it has um, drawn me a lot closer to other men that I've never, I've never had this many friends or acquaintances or just, you know, just never really rub shoulder, rub elbows with this many men before. And I, I really enjoy um, all aspects of it. Um, even, even if it's hard, say, on a hard workout or um, times where there's just like, say, a few guys that showed up to the workout where normally 20 people show up. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I I don't I don't mind. It. I think it's I think it's great. Um, I don't know of anything that I want to say other than that. Uh, <laughs> just, that's, that's great. <laughs> I love F three. We'll get you that shirt, bulldog. <laughs> and then uh, and how how would guys get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out? I know uh, you, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Tom at Tom underscore bulldog. That's my Twitter handle. Tom underscore bulldog. Yeah. I didn't know what. There's no currently no standardization in Twitter names, <laughs> yeah. so there's so many ways, you know. Yeah, I got you. I, I thought that uh, uh, I thought Baudet's last name was Baudet. I, I thought his I thought his name was Chris Baudet for the longest time, <laughs> but it really was Chris Marriott. It's Tom Baudet. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So if they want to get a hold of you, Twitter's the best yeah. method. Yeah. You're at, uh, at Tom underscore Bulldog. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So with that, that uh, that wraps up episode five. Bulldog, thanks again for being here. Um, we'll see you guys probably in, uh, in, a, in another week or so with our next guest. But uh, until then, we'll, uh, we'll see you out in the gloom. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.